I V M. If you grew up in the 90s, there is an iconic scene from a Bollywood film, which succinctly sums up the state of India's legal system. An angry Sunny Deol in the film Damini, a lawyer frustrated by the legal system, passionately rants, "Tariq pe tariq, tariq pe tariq," but insaf nahi mila, which roughly translates to, "The case keeps getting pushed to the next hearing, but there is no justice." This is the impression we have of the judicial system. and it's not completely unfounded however thanks to technology things are changing instead of litigating for years in courts online dispute resolution mechanisms are increasingly becoming popular and india's next half billion stands to gain the most the next half billion or the nhb are the core of this podcast they represent the second big wave of internet users in india and hence the term next We define them as the cohort of 500 million first-time users that have come online via their mobile phones in the past 5 years. From a demographic standpoint, they are mainly from the bottom 60% of India's income distribution. They are owners of small businesses like beauty salons and kirana shops and also blue-collar workers, domestic workers, security guards, etc. They are building a greater comfort with tech and represent the hustle and ambition of an aspiring India. My name is Nivedita, an ex-engineer turned comedian and writer. And I'm Mutsav, also unsurprisingly an ex-engineer, market researcher, traveler, and podcaster. And you're listening to Smartphone Nation: How the next half billion are shaping their future online. In today's episode, we'll tell you how smartphones and technology have allowed faster resolution of cases and speedier access to justice. So, Mutsav, do you have a legal case in your family which has been afflicted by the Tariq Pe Tariq syndrome? Thankfully, no. But there is a disputed ancestral property, and various parties keep sending legal notices to each other. It's been going on for at least a couple of decades now. That sounds awful. I would do everything in my power to run away from a court case. May I remind you of the words of one of the wisest people to have walked this earth, whose words have been immortalized into what we know as Murphy's Law: Anything that can go wrong will go wrong, and at the worst possible time. Wow! What a ray of sunshine you are. I know, right? I am the positivity the world needs. But seriously, though, court cases are like sorting hats in Harry Potter. You don't choose them, but they will definitely choose you. I guess you can't blame someone for running away from a court case. It goes on forever. For example, in 2022, the total number of pending cases of all types and at all levels rose to five crores, including one lakh sixty-nine thousand court cases pending for more than thirty years in district and high courts. And this is data only from the people who file cases. Listen to Shilpa Kumar, a partner at Omidyar Network India, talk about this. Actually, the time taken in courts is very high, and because of that, the cost—I mean, first of all, the cost of not getting resolution is high, and on top of that, the cost of actually going through the court system is also very high. Uh, and sometimes uh, cases languish in courts for very, very many years. It's actually led to a situation where people probably don't file claims uh, because it's it's not worth the cost. Uh, and like in everything we see, when this happens, it's really the people who are uh, less able to spend time and less able to spend money uh, who get affected disproportionately. And that certainly means the human cost is high and NHP gets affected disproportionately. 
I can understand why the NHB would not want to file cases, but the situation is still pretty grim. Even anecdotally, we know of people who are fighting these cases. And while cases running into decades is certainly not a relic of the past, things are changing. Enter online dispute resolution systems. Online dispute resolution or ODR is a system that uses technology to resolve disputes between parties. ODR is used for small and medium value cases. It involves techniques like arbitration, conciliation, and mediation. Okay, but what exactly does technology do here? Do we not need a judge to hear both parties and then deliver the judgment? I mean, so rather than you and I discussing this, let's hear it from Sagar, a lawyer who litigates mostly in the Bombay High Court. He recently used an ODR for finding a resolution for his client. So one of my case clients was in dispute with an Indian party. My client, being a foreign party, was in dispute with an Indian party based out of Delhi. Give you a brief idea, the dispute was mainly towards uh, regarding a product which my foreign party was supposed to purchase from the Indian client. And this was during the COVID period, 2020. A lot of government restrictions were imposed towards export of that particular product, which was, you know, a raw material which is used in manufacturing face masks, medical face masks, which was high in demand in 2020 due to the COVID situation. Yes, so the parties ended up into dispute because my client was in urgent requirement of the goods. And uh, since there was an export ban from government of India, the Indian company was not able to export the product during yeah, in the time frame which my client required it. So, yes, a lot of big amount were stuck in India because the entire transaction was based on an advance payment. And the Indian party has been reluctant, you know, to settle the matter, saying that our goods are produced, we are in facing losses, stuff like that. It sounds like neither party is at fault here. The foreign party is right in asking for its money, and the Indian party had to operate in such difficult circumstances that delivering the final product was just not possible. You're right. And this is where the matter is different from arguing in courts as we think of it. Here, these two parties conduct business regularly. And they are viewing the same situation from different perspectives. Not exactly fighting it out in a courtroom. So this requires a more nuanced approach to resolve this sort of an impasse. Exactly. This is what is known as conciliation and mediation in legal terms. But it still requires an impartial third party to mediate between the two parties. And since this isn't a criminal case, but a commercial dispute, an alternative dispute resolution mechanism is easier. Oh boy, you are on a roll. Under the Commercial Courts Act of 2015, it is mandatory for the parties to undergo a mediation session. But there was a challenge here, as Sagar explains. So... The challenge here was that the party, my client being a foreign client, having a physical mode of mediation was highly unlikely. So therefore, the mediation center in Bombay, uh, I caught, appointed Resolve as our mediation institution. And uh, of course, Resolve 360 uh, appointed our mediator as well. And... Uh, Parties were, you know, able to settle or discuss their issues through mediation very efficiently and quickly. I mean, in three sittings, the parties reached conclusion and the disputes were settled. And my client also, you know, received the amounts that were due to them. I mean, in such a situation or a scenario where, you know, there are 
parties or disputants from different places and a mediator is appointed from somewhere else online uh, dispute resolution uh, mechanism works really well and efficiently wait a second let's back up for a bit what is presolve 360 and who is this mediator we're talking about presolve 360 is an online dispute resolution platform that resolves commercial disputes at virtually zero cost we spoke with namita shah one of the three co-founders of the platform she's actually not a lawyer but a ca and a cfa who has seen a fair number of commercial disputes in her practice but really it was a personal experience befitting of a movie scene which really gave her the idea of starting presol 360 uh, you know so to say the tipping point for us was we won the supreme court so there are three co-founders with us as bhavan amman and i uh, so we won the supreme court for bhavan's father's business litigation it was going on for about 29 years back then we were younger than the dispute and uh, over there the supreme court judge you know called bhavan and told him in open court that your father started the litigation and your child will have to conclude it i think that's when on that supreme court bench is when the eureka moment sort of happened for us and we realized that we want to quit our jobs and this is what we want to do for the rest of our lives we want to build solutions that make dispute resolution more accessible more seamless and more affordable Wow, imagine attending the hearing of a case older than yourself. No wonder that put things into perspective. Oh, the story gets better. The three co-founders actually knew each other from day 1 while they were still in high school. With the two other co-founders, Bhavin Shah and Aman Sangvi, having known each other practically all their life. It's the kind of story which everyone dreams of, starting a company with your friends. I would have been a lot more envious of the pre-solve team if they were not working on such a hard problem. because there is not only a financial cost in the form of litigation costs and court fees but there is a human cost too i kind of get what you're hinting at but please tell me more i will but right after this short break welcome back to smartphone nation all right think about it Each time you have to appear in court, you need to put a stop to everything and be physically present. Then there's time spent discussing the matter outside of court with your lawyers. And if the dispute is large enough, one goes through undue stress since it blocks working capital in more ways than one. That's a great point you make. I always thought of it as two companies fighting it out. But there are real flesh and blood people who suffer because of this. Listen to Namita bring alive what it feels like to be a litigant. You know coming to the micro level you know when uh, when you talk about litigants if you ever gone to these courtrooms that day itself is exhausting the stress before that day and what leads to that day and where you know for you that dispute is one dispute that is going to shape the rest of your life for that judge he gets probably 2 or 3 minutes because of the workload on him or her So it's two or three minutes of someone's time to evaluate how the rest of your life is going to look like. You know that's the disparity that we are dealing with, and judges also no doubt are doing the best they can, but we are already overburdened. It's already a backlog that you are bringing in, and then that's your starting point. Your starting point already is today at about four and a half raw disputes behind. On this, you're adding day-to-day disputes, and the stress, the entire anxiety that. all of this leads to is absolutely still unaccounted for which is over and above the cost that we otherwise bear 
In our conversation with Namita, she mentioned that in a survey of litigants, they uncovered that many of them developed medical issues, especially back pain and anxiety. What makes it worse is that people involved in small to medium disputes don't even have the resources to pursue it, which means that for most, they have already lost the battle even before it has begun. I've honestly never considered the human cost of litigation. But now that I think of it, just the trading of legal notices between my family members was mentally taxing. Actually, having to go to court for decades would be a nightmare. And that is a property dispute. Not to trivialize it, but it does not affect your everyday life because your livelihood does not depend on it. But imagine if you are a micro, small and medium enterprise. The biggest challenge you live with is delayed payments. And then imagine having to litigate, spend money in legal fees and live in the hope of recovering that payment someday. The sheer amount of working capital that gets blocked blows my mind. It is estimated that delayed dispute resolution costs India up to 1% of its GDP. 1%? That's way too much. No wonder Namita and her co-founders thought this is a problem worth solving. But how exactly does online dispute resolution work? I will let Namita break it down for us. Now that is where the power of alternative mechanism lies in. It creates a filter where a large value a large quantum of these disputes can actually be looked at in a completely out-of-court setting. Using legal mechanisms like arbitration, like mediations and negotiations, which the law itself provides for. And then only those disputes that even require the attention of courts can actually go there. And so that tomorrow, when there is a case like Nirbhaya, it does not take six or seven years. Tomorrow, these kind of cases can then be dispensed in time. And those MSMEs, those small level disputes can also find resolutions in time only when both work hand in hand. Today, our RBI is mandating ODR for payments that are being done via digital mechanisms. If you look at the account aggregator ecosystem, any dispute arising in that ecosystem has to be resolved by uh, online dispute resolution only. If you look at ONDC, the dispute resolution mechanism again is by ODR only. If you look at the judiciary, you know, uh, right at the chief justice level to even different courts in the country have gone ahead and said that use ODR. In fact, they're all also looking at referring cases in mediation that can be done online. So this is how even the courts are promoting ODR and courts are also, you know, telling advocates, telling litigants that even if your case is in court, try out mediation, try out ADR, try out ODR. There's pr uh, promotion happening at that level itself. You know, if you look at RTI, Today, applications and appeals of them can be done completely online. That is also ODR. Many of the RERAs in different states are doing online-only grievance redresses. All that is also ODR. This is helping people even at the grassroots level to understand that they have means and mechanisms to attempt dispute resolution with a click of a few buttons. I had no idea that there was such a strong push for online dispute resolution across the board. And let's face it, there are far more people in India who have access to technology then they have to lawyers. But what exactly happens when two parties agree to ODR? Let's hear what Namita has to say. What we do is we establish a channel of communication between the parties. We've taken these mechanisms that exist and that are available via the law itself and make it more convenient, effortless and seamless. So today, if you're sitting at home, instead of getting a particular legally drafted notice at your residence, you having to read it, having to appoint a lawyer, having to draft a reply and then send it or, you know, to let's say, for example, in case of, uh, you know, in case of a loan default, sending it to the bank, you get it on your phone, you can understand what it says, you can understand it in the language of your choice. 
you can reply with something as basic as WhatsApp. You don't even need a lawyer. Just reply and say that, you know, because of XYZ reasons, something went wrong or you want some restructuring or whatever it is that you want or what has happened. And the bank actually considers that and you and the bank can negotiate and work out a restructuring option to move forward. So that is what we do at Resolve 360. We give the power back to the disputing parties and make it convenient for them to participate. One of the challenges earlier was just participation itself. Where if you look at a David versus Goliath, one party will always be at the back footing and may not have the means of participating. We want to equalize that. We want to bring equity there where all you need is a smartphone. That to you, you can do it seamlessly on a 2G or a 3G network. You don't even need 4G. Just participate, say what you want to say and the arbitrator considers that. And accordingly, the mediator considers that as the case may be and then decides the way forward that helps amicably resolve disputes between the parties. It works even on a 2G connection? I can see why it would be so useful for the NHP. Yes. And disputes which are as little as a few hundred rupees going up to a crore can be resolved on the platform. Presol 360 provides administrative and technical assistance in a digitally secure environment where legal experts help resolve disputes. But to me, the beauty of it is that one does not need to understand legalese to use the platform. Maybe a better way of describing this might be conversational law. Hmm, conversational law. You might be on to something, but buzzwords apart, here is Sagar on his experience of using Presolve 360. I mean, Resolve played a very key role in appointing a very good mediator, I would say, who was based in uh, Chennai. So, uh, the entire, you know, hearing process, the filing of documents, and everything was taken care of by Resolve 360. So it was quite easy to file our uh, say what we want to say in the mediation. Then the mediator's uh, decision, the other parties, what they wanted to say, everything was handled by Prisolve 360. So it was quite a uh, enriching and easy experience, I can say, with Prisolve 360. And this is what he estimates it would have taken to resolve this dispute through traditional channels versus Prisolve 360 where it was resolved in just three sittings. The other players in the space are Cisco WebEx and Opus, which are being used by the high courts in India now. More than six months is the minimum that I can say, because you know all the documentation would have been through a physical mode. The filing of the documentation would have been through physical mode, and that would take eat up a lot of time. So here, what happened is basically we just drafted our documents and file them online through mail or whatever, through the portal basically, through the Prisol 360 portal. So it was quite easy to, you know, file the documents as well and schedule the meetings. So the meetings were scheduled through emails and uh, parties were, you know, easily accessible. So that is something that is uh, efficient and, you know, it helps in making quick decisions, something that is what is online dispute resolution, I think. Here's what Shilpa Kumar has to say about the impact of ODRs in delivering justice. And sometimes just kind of taking a completely different context helps achieve it much better. Uh, and I think we saw this work in the case of, uh, you know, digital um, transfers, direct benefit transfers to people um, where instead of trying to resolve the old system, it actually just came up with a brand new way of doing things. Uh, I think it's the same over here. So 
what online dispute resolution is trying to do is use technology to come up with a almost a bypass uh, to the current problems that we are facing um, in trying to get resolution of cases today over 60% of the disputes resolved on presol 360 come from tier 2 and 3 cities among people for whom english is not even a second language in a matter of a few years we have gone from tarikh pe tarikh to conversational law and the smartphone has enabled that thank you for tuning into smartphone nation i am utsav and i am nivedita this was smartphone nation tune in next week for another story on how the next half billion are shaping their future online if you like our show please subscribe to the smartphone nation youtube channel don't forget to rate and review us on spotify apple podcasts or wherever you listen to your podcasts share this episode with your friends as it helps the show reach more people You can listen and subscribe to Smartphone Nation on the IVM Podcasts app or wherever you get your podcasts. This podcast is also available in Hindi and Tamil. A special thanks to Omidyar Network India for making this season possible. To know how ONI is partnering with bold and purpose-driven entrepreneurs who are working to improve the lives of India's next half billion, visit omidyarnetwork.in. Tell us what you think of the show. You can find our hosts on Twitter and Instagram. Utsav can be found on the Instagram ID at yvetravel42. You can reach out to Nivedita on Instagram at niv.prakasam. You can follow IVM on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram at the ID at IVM Podcasts.